This is Cultural Quarter of an Hour and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we will be exploring the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and the surrounding area. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us. It's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. Welcome to this week's podcast. As well as marking our cultural development and the way we go forward, we also need to remember how important it is that we don't forget our past. Well, this week, we are remembering the 156 men and boys who lost their lives in the mini pit disaster 100 years ago. It was January the 12th, 1918, when the worst mining disaster in North Staffordshire took place in Halmer End. 155 miners and one rescuer died, leaving the community devastated. And it's believed to have inspired the World War I poet Wilfred Owen to write his poem, Miners. Well, on Saturday the 13th of January 2018, as part of a weekend of events marking the anniversary, I joined around 400 other people on a special memorial walk through the village of Halmerend to where the Mini used to be. My grandmother just said there was a big bang and she said, that's the Mini gone. And she collected blankets and ran. So uh, poem was written by Tom Tompkinson about his brother Frank, who died in the pit. Now I pray and thank my God for those I loved in rest inside God's acre. Those for whom the bells have tolled and enter now the streets of gold. Who face their humble earthly task without pretense or pride or mask. Arthur Dunville. I mean, they worked in the mines all my life. I was a fish in the pit, and made to represent those who, who, who went before me and those who got killed. What was it like going down the pit? For me, in a lot more, it was wonderful. The camaraderie was brilliant. You couldn't, you can't fault the camaraderie, and the friendships were made. They made for life, not just today, everywhere. When did you first go down? Uh, I first went down when I was 18. And how long ago was that? Sorry, to be rude and ask. <laughs> I'm being very rude here. Yeah, no. Uh, 1952. What was it like being underground all day, every day? There was no problem. You just got used to it, just like everything else. Yeah, I mean, the men laughed and the jokes you had. I mean, the ways were shocking, but they were men. I mean men. I bet you've got some stories that you'll never tell. I don't tell you them. I don't tell you those. I bet. When it comes to communities, though, is there anything like a mining community? No, none on earth. No. The mining community was all together. If a person was in trouble with another man, the man who was in the pit had go to him and help him out. No, no mining, no problem. 
So how important is it to you that you take part in events like today commemorating what happened at Mini Pit? We must remember those who went before us. They, they paved the way for bad conditions for those who worked in the pit and after I thank them for it. And did you have family here in the pit before you? Oh, my father's, my brothers, everybody's in the pit before me, yes. Father's, father, father and father before me. Father worked here, my father worked here. He wasn't in the explosion, he was too young. But my uncle should have been in the explosion, but he didn't go work that day until he saved his life. Gosh, that is extraordinary. Just below there. Really? Yeah. Called the Minio Cottages. And, and my father, when I went in the pit, father went, he didn't like it one iota, one, he couldn't bear it. But I went in and stuck it, and that was it. And I loved every minute of it, every second of it. Such fun. Just describe to me what you are wearing today. These are clogs. What we always wore years ago. These are most skin trousers the colours always wore. And those wore a woolen scarf, keep them warm. Not down the pit, but when they came up, because you had to take the dirt home with them, you see. And then they had always had a good heavy jacket on to keep warm. And you've got your uh, your snap box? This, this, is, this is a snapping tin, so the mice don't get in it when they're down the pit. They could hang that up there, you see, and the snapping tin was there. Then when they had the snap, you closed it up, that's it. And that's why you call, call it snap, because you have to snap the tins together. Come on, lads, snap me time's been not now, that's it, come on, and snap it together. And you've got your lamp as well. That's, that's my oil lamp. That's my personal oil lamp. Dread in the mines. That's been I've had that there for 45 years. That's mine. All mine. Joe Davis. And you're on this walk. I'm Why? On this walk because my uh, my granddad was a captain of one of the rescue teams, and he came from Almerend. So I thought it was fitting that I bring his medal with me and uh, one or two little bits and pieces that I've, that I've got. So uh, tell me then about him and uh, did he ever tell you what it was like being part of that team? No, not really, but not him. I was about nine when he when he died, uh, but from, uh, from my dad, it's for sure, that, uh, that uh, the, how they came to come here and the devastation and the grief and so on, So, but not from him. And he was also um, a rescuer at the Brimbo as well. Gosh. Yeah. And to be on this walk, how does it feel? Well, it's great. Um, well, not great, but you know, you know what I mean. It's, it's, it feels really nice that I'm here representing him, really. Not me and everybody, you know, all, all the local people. It's fantastic. The, the band and everything, that's, it's, it's really good. Walking along the road, one thing that is really striking me today is the fact that a lot of people have uh, miner's lamps in their hands and the clanging of the mining lamps. It just echoes what may or may not have been heard a hundred years ago as people went to work in down the pits. Uh, age ranges of today, so many people out today, um, ranging from children being pushed in prams all the way up to grandparents, great-grandparents. Everyone has a connection to the community. Alan Blore, my paternal grandfather Thomas, was was a guy who was on the Lisset rescue team. I presume, yeah, yeah. He he wrote quite a bit down, and he talked to my father, I think, and the rest of the family. I think it was pretty harrowing. He was, uh, and I've seen his notebook. He had his pit notebook 
that he took down with him where he recorded where all the bodies were found and all the fallen timbers and all that sort of thing uh, and then I think he spoke to the inquiry um, I think on behalf of one of the unions but he was one of the one of the contributors to the inquiry and I actually presented him with a copy of the official report at the end so I think he must have but no he was saying that obviously he had to go and tell parents where he'd found their children for instance it was horrible and my wife has memories of it as well it was your grandmother wasn't it my grandmother lived in um, Werriton and my mother would be five I think at the time my mum always told us my grandmother just said there was a big bang and she said that's the minigun and she collected blankets and ran I'm Paul Farrelly. I'm the Member of Parliament for Newcastle under Lyme. And why are you here today? Well, I just live up the up the road in Alsager's Bank, so I, I know all about the uh, the mining uh, tragedies here in uh, Halmer and in Audley. And uh, uh, these memorial events are, are really quite important uh, as people remember their roots. And many people here have uh, had families who were in the disaster. Uh, you've talked to my friend Joe, old friend Joe, whose granddad was one of the rescue captains. So it's really important to, uh, to be here as the MP uh, uh, as a mark of respect. And a hundred years since the disaster, but it, it, feelings are still not running high, but they're deep, aren't they? There are, there are commemorations every year, actually. The, 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 the local community here... Um, uh, is fantastic in, in, in remembering what's, what happened here. Here, here in, here in, uh, in this area, there, there were so many pit diggings and uh, old tileries as well, and uh, these days you can't imagine what, what went on. And for, for, a hun- for 155 people to lose their lives, 31 of them boys between 13 and 16, it's in a, in a, in a disaster called by, caused by a, a faulty safety lamp that ignited uh, methane or fire damp as it was known then. It's just unimaginable these days and uh, I think uh, as time moves on we, we move away from our mining routes but it's really important to, that people uh, remember. My name is Derek Bate. Uh, I live in Bignland which is one of the uh, places within the Audley Parish just like Almerandas and of course in our local community we've a history of mining problems. The editor of the Audley Community News um, asked me if I would uh, do a bit of a poem uh, for today, uh, which will be published in next month's edition of the Community News. And uh, I can read it to you Please. if you like. Yeah. Well, here we go then. Leaving for work and a 6 a.m. start. Men and boys did early depart for a Saturday shift with our nation at war. Coal much in demand amid clamours for more. Like our lads at the front doing their bit, awful conditions were faced down the pit. Thoughts of great danger, the inhaling of dust, a desperate time knowing needs must. The prospect of working hours of hard graft, flooding the mind whilst descending the shaft. Now history reports, it's so sad to say, not all made it home at the end of that day. News of disaster rapidly spread, an explosive event many feared dead. Some lost their lives killed in the blast, others poisoned by gases travelling so fast. At the pit head, folk waited, anxious in hope. If the worst came about, how would they cope? It soon became clear the outlook was bleak.
With each passing hour, strength became weak. One could not predict how bad it would be. A cruel act of misfortune for each family, of a husband, brother, father or son, lost to the world what now could be done. To answer the call, brave rescue teams all risked their lives searching the seams for every last body the pledge was to toil in a mission of loyalty no one would foil. Nineteen months on, the last one was found, brought to the top, not left underground. Now today we remember each soul's sacrifice, the reliance on coal and its terrible price. 156, the final death toll, enduring hell in the mini pit hole. 44 boys aged 16 or less, a shameful dilemma then to address. Now a hundred years on, bowing the head, we recall the horror of which we have read, trying to imagine the community's pain, consoled in the knowledge, never again. Mark Smith. And you're not wearing what I would describe as normal clothes for today, are you? No, I don't wear this every day. I'm dressed as a normal Tommy, a World War I soldier. Um, who would have been uh, fighting in the trenches at the same time as these mines were di- miners were dying in the mines. A lot of those men down there, they probably thought they were safer in the mine than they were in the trenches, but uh, 155 of them weren't. How important is it that we remember people? I think it's important because we can very quickly lose memory when the generation dies and remembrance changes a little bit, whether it's the world war or whether it's the miners, and we remember how different the world was then. There was no welfare state uh, and uh, the families here were devastated. I have uh, lots of railway money in my uh, ancestry and a few miners um, and uh, so I think it's important just to remember and uh, I'm at the church in Audley and uh, we've got quite a lot of people there whose uh, who's great-grandfathers, great-uncles and so on um, have uh, been killed in the mini pit disaster and some of them only just recently realised that so it's, that's another aspect to remembering when people discover something about their family history they didn't know before. What do you hope people will take from today? I think people will look back and think that life was very different and that people made a huge sacrifice um, and that uh, perhaps, I don't know, we think back and, and we wonder what we would have done in the same situation. Would I have been a miner? Would I have been a soldier? Would I have been a conscientious objector? Would I have volunteered? Would I have been conscripted? Would I have followed my... If I was a miner, my dad was a miner, would I have been a miner? Very hard to know. Nobody knows. We can think we do, but we really don't. And so sometimes these events help us to ponder that. After everybody had left the walk, I went back to the memorial at the pit head, which is the one just off Redhall Lane. Everybody who was killed in the explosion was represented by a walker. Each of those were given a clay token which had a lamp number. Now that was the individual's lamp number and attached to these were the names and ages as well as the occupations of all of the men and the boys. These, A lot of these were then laid at the memorial and having a look at it, it was absolutely heartbreaking to see children just 14, 15 and 16 who had been killed alongside older men too. They were all sons, brothers, husbands, fathers and uncles.
Now, if you want to find out more about the mini pit disaster, there is a Facebook page all about the commemorations. You can find it on Facebook. It is Mini Pit Centennial Commemoration and Audley and District Family History Society, as well as Halmer and Methodist Church, also have more details. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. As ever, you can follow me on Facebook, Cultural Quarter of an Hour Podcast. Twitter, it is at CQHpod. And online, it is www.cqhpod.co.uk.